Hi, listeners, and welcome back. Before today's episode, let me remind you about our upcoming CME event, Extremities in the Carolinas, Arthritis to Arthroplasty. This is May 20th through the 21st, which is a long weekend. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Hilton Charlotte Uptown. The focus will be on upper and lower extremity osteoarthritis and arthroplasty. And with the live meeting and successful completion of the accompanying self-assessment exam, it'll be worth more than 20 hours of category one credit. Please hurry and sign up today as space is limited. The Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome today, Dr. Edward Rosero, sports medicine physician at the Rothman Orthopedic Institute, who contributed a recent article in Orthopedics Today on eSports. Dr. Rosero, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. There was discussion about future research on eSport injuries. Uh, the article gave some interesting topics about trying to develop treatments and algorithms and making sure that we understand what's causing it. And you had mentioned that you had worked with some of the professional athletes. Please tell us about that. Where do you think research needs to go and how can we determine the mechanism of injury and how it might be specific to these athletes? Yeah, absolutely. So in my opinion, there's plenty of research that has to be done for, for esports. I think number one is determining what's, what is the main common factor which is causing injury. Is it overuse? Yes, but is it overuse because of the number of hours played per day? Is it the number of days per week played? I think that's something that needs to be looked into. I think our injuries happening more on the console gaming versus the, the PC or personal computer gaming. That needs to be investigated more. In addition, I think a lot of research should be focused on does bracing help? Does it help prevent injury? Like, should we be wearing bracing while we play? Should we be wearing bracing when we're not playing, even if we're pain-free? Those are the things I think research really needs to focus on. In addition, I think longer-term research, especially since I brought this up in terms of use of supplements such as caffeine, as well as prescription amphetamines, you know, is this something that we really need to look into as number one, is it beneficial, but two, can it be also be harmful long-term for long-term use? Good points. I haven't thought about that. I, I can see where we would need some more research. Another topic that was discussed, and I, again, not being familiar, but the peripherals, the types of hardware, and you had mentioned, you know, a PC-based versus someone that has, you know, like a gaming chair or something like that. Can you touch on those a little bit and, and talk about how those might or might not be a, a problem for a professional gamer? In terms of keyboards and mouse, you know, there there's a lot of different brands of keyboards and mouse out there, and really it's about finding the one that's right for you because everyone's hands, elbows, finger lengths are, are different. So you have to find the one that's most comfortable for you. And it's really about trial and error. There's a lot of equipment that's supposed to be quote unquote ergonomic, but instead of paying a lot of money for something that's going to get you what you need, you really need to try it out. In terms of the gaming chairs, honestly, there's gaming chairs can go from $60 all the way to $500. And they market them as comfortable and so forth and so on. But the reality is, is you need to use a chair that's right for you and that you're comfortable with and that can keep you in an upright, comfortable position. There's really no one type fits all equipment for everyone, just like in any sport. You got to pick what's right for you. 
I see. You know, I, I put a part in here to discuss when I wrote the script about if you're playing a video game, just stop. But, you know, that's, that's kind of naive to say this is a big business. Hundreds of millions of people, you know, you got all these peripherals, you got sports psychologists, sports nutritionists. So you really have to take this seriously, just like you would if someone was coming in, you know, basketball, football, whatever. You really have to think about what they're doing and fit your treatment to what they're doing. Would you agree with that? I agree 100% with that because I just, I feel that, yes, the esports community does not fill up the majority of your ortho practice visits, but I just see a steady increase as time goes by. As of right now, most of the esports and gaming community is younger. They tend to be on average in the 20s, but these people are 20 years old professionals or this is what their full-time gig is and they're not going to stop. They're not going to suddenly put that down and grab a quote-unquote normal job. And as these people age, their bodies are going to age. And when as their bodies age, this is where you're going to start to see, see, see the breakdown of this. And I just think that the volume of people starting to pursue esporting opportunities is going to grow. Just recently on the news, there's a esporting group called uh, FaZe Clan. It's spelled F-A-Z-E Clan. This is one of the larger and original esports gaming communities. They started off showcasing their, their talents on YouTube, and it's just been growing and growing and growing to the point where it's now a billion-dollar company where you have a bunch of young 20 to 30-year-olds who are seven-figure earners. Now they have contracts with celebrities such as Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, LeBron James's son, LeBron James Jr., as well as hip-hop artist Snoop Dogg. And when young people see this, you just only know that some people are going to start choosing that that career path when they see the success that these young people have. So I just think it's not going anywhere anytime soon. In the article, there was a little separate part that Orthopedics Today typically does where there's a pros and cons of a question. And the question presented was eSport regulation. What are your thoughts on that and why or why not? If you want to take any type of sport seriously, it has to have regulations, right? Number one, for fair play and number two, for safety. I think the number one thing in terms of regulation for esports, and I already touched on this, is the use of performance enhancing drugs, particularly amphetamine use. Obviously, there are people who need amphetamines for medical reasons, but you want to make sure that this isn't being used for a performance enhancing basis. In my opinion, as esports continues to grow, you might start to see drug testing at the professional level. You might see more standardization in terms of equipment when uh, playing at the professional level. So I think this is something that's, it's in its infancy. So I think this is just something that's going to continue to become more and more regulated as, as it becomes a more prominent form of competition. Fantastic. I mean, like you said, a lot of research, a lot of things to look at with this. Well, Dr. Rosero, are we missing anything on this topic or are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our audience uh, regarding esports and the gaming community? For my practitioners, esports gaming and content creation that's associated with it, it's, it's here to stay. And for many people, this is their profession. It's not just a hobby. So it's something that we as medical professionals need to take seriously. It's easy, and I've seen it with some, some other practitioners, that they just dismiss them, say, you just need to stop. And once you do that, you lose that audience. And I feel like this audience, this type of patient, is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. And it's something that 
we just need to be better practitioners about and taking them seriously in terms of their needs and their injuries. Very well said. Dr. Rosero, thank you so much for being on the Ortho PAC. Enjoyed having you on talking about a topic that I admittedly don't know that much about, but I know more about it now. It's my pleasure. I was glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Rosero. Thank you for joining the Ortho PAC podcast. Please follow the Physician Assistance in Orthopedic Surgery on social media. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Please subscribe to our podcast. If this has been helpful, please take a moment to leave a review.